Good afternoon. This is Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded and IoT franchises, here for this week's Five Minutes with Discussion. This week, my guest is Kate Stewart, who is a Senior Director of Strategic Programs for the Linux Foundation. Hello, Kate. That's a pretty long title you got there. <laughs> Hi, Rich. Thank you. Yeah, we've got a lot of really interesting initiatives going on at the Linux Foundation right now, and I'm fortunate enough to be involved in a lot of the embedded ones and um, the IoT ones, one of which is Zephyr. Um, and uh, we've got a lot of interesting things emerging these days on that. And so Okay, let me interrupt you right away because I, I tend to interrupt people all the time. Um, what is Zephyr? So um, Zephyr is a operating system, a real-time operating system, or RTOS, and it's pretty much been designed for where Linux is too big. So it's the type of operating system you'd want to use on sensors, disposable hardware, things where you're very constrained either from um, a space perspective or a power perspective. Generally these days, the Linux kernel doesn't really get too much smaller than you know, 2 meg as an image size. Zephyr sort of like for like the, you know, 8K and up type of size. Okay, now you said power also. How do you quantify yeah. that? Um, so from the power perspective, what we're looking for is things that have to have a long battery life. And MCUs tend to be a natural fit into this space. And if you don't have a lot of complex computing and cycles for, you know, monitoring a whole bunch of things, um, you get a naturally longer battery life by default, and Zephyr is designed to only let you compile in what you need, and so you can restrict the computing that's going on and customize it. In the but in that application, why use an operating system at all? Because you want to be able to collaborate on security and safety with other people. When you roll your own, um, bugs happen, and you want to be able to get that <laughs> professional level happening. Um, the same Not when I write the effect. code, but... Okay, well... Okay. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I know I'm, that when I'm I kidding. write code, bugs happen. Um, and so, um, and in all the years I've been there, I've, gee, there is a lot of complex work, especially when we're communicating, um, you know, from these small devices up to the cloud. We want to have secure paths. We want to make sure that, you know, the communication secure, only the device you're communicating, you want, you know, you're getting data from the device you're expecting to get data from, no one's compromising it. All of that level of information and processing power we want to be able to collaborate on and have strategies. But where does the secure part come in? Why are we making the assumption that if you use Zephyr, then it's secure? Um, Zephyr is aiming to be secure. and there's multiple components that have to work together to make things secure. Um, Zephyr, though, is taking security very seriously. Um, we are one of the few open source projects that is um, a CVE numbering authority. We have researchers actively looking at our code base now and pointing out vulnerabilities, um, and we're fixing them, and we're documenting okay. it. Very good. Now, I just saw something across my desk about a milestone for Zephyr. Can you explain that to me? Sure. We just uh, finished putting out our um, first uh, long-term support kernel. Um, so 
so that, and this will be the version of Zephyr uh, we see being useful for people to, quite frankly, use in creating products. Um, the team is committed to manage um, that LTS version and keep it stable. Um, but add security fixes, key bug fixes, and possibly looking at uh, ports to go into it, like new new boards to go into it. There'll be a change code, uh, you know, sort of a basically a change code control board um, being set up to say what's going to go in. And but it is a much slower rate than sort of the upstream, you know, tip is going to be. Mm -hmm. Okay, but as, as open source, does the community have input into this, or is, is this coming down from um, the association, from the Linux Foundation? No. The Linux so the Zephyr project is an open source project, purely open source project. There is a set of members associated with Zephyr, and they provide guidance in terms of um, you know, the goals that the pro they want the project to aim for. But all the work in Zephyr is pretty much is done at the technical level, um, and there's a technical steering committee associated with it, and anyone can join into the meetings. And um, you can go to our website. There's a Slack channel, and the code base is completely open, both for the LTS and the TIP. And anyone can submit a pull request. Anyone can open an issue. Well, we're working wow. very much like Linux, uh, hence you know lessons learned from Linux. And uh, it's working. Any, commission, any contribution can go on in under the DCO. There's no need to, reason to sign a CLA or sign your copyrights or anything else. It's a reciprocal. It's a true open source project. But is it up to each MCU vendor to make sure that the code runs on their hardware? Uh, it would be great if each MCU vendor would do it. But the same, just like in Linux, if someone has a, someone's chip, and um, there's a port they want to get in there, they can submit the port. They don't need to be the MCU vendor. On the other hand, obviously, the MCU vendors are, have more detailed information, and getting them participating right. indirectly is obviously the best stage, just like with the Linux kernel. Uh, we're very fortunate that we've got um, uh, NXP, Nordic, and Intel as um, our platinum members for the project, as well as we have vendors like TI, uh, participating as well. And Why don't you have, have all the MCU vendors? What would, um, you know, actually, what's the downside actually, for them? If you actually look at the code base, um, we're seeing uh, a lot more than the, just the ones I named participating into it today. Mm -hmm. And okay. so it's open to others. It isn't restricted. And if, you've got, if they've got code they want to be contributing, obviously the code base would like to have it. Very good. Where would somebody go to get more information about this? Uh, our website is zephyrproject.org, and um, there's a lot of resources there about all the boards we have supported. There's over 160 boards supported today in the project. And the other place to go is on GitHub. So we have a GitHub repo, um, and if you go into the GitHub repo and just um, go to ZephyrOS, um, Working from there, you should be able to navigate your way pretty easily through. It, the code is very well documented, and as are the boards, and issues and suggestions, and obviously pull requests are definitely welcome. Wow, that's great. 
Uh, I'm afraid we are out of time here, but uh, this is really valuable, and I, and I think our, our embedded audience is very interested in stuff. So I want to thank you, Kate, for coming on with me. Thank you. That was Kate Stewart. She is a Senior Director of Strategic Programs for the Linux Foundation, and I'm Rich Nass with Open Systems Media. Have a great day, Kate. Thank you. You too. Thank you for your interest.